0: This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, Episode 1.
1: We quickly discovered that just over 40% of our revenue was coming from our post-purchase marketing.
0: Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Welcome. We're glad you're joining us today for episode one. Before we get started, let's jump in real quick, Seth, and tell folks who we are. First of all, my name is Sean Hart of Post-Purchase Pro. I grew up in a small town in central Indiana back in the 90s. So I'm a little bit long in the tooth, right? And it just so happens that my co-host, Mr. Seth Stevens, is from the exact same small town. Although we never knew each other growing up it was destiny that our paths would cross at some point.
1: Seth, say hello. Hey, everyone. Yeah, thank you, Sean, for the quick little intro there. As you said, I am Seth Stevens, and we are so excited to be here. Sean, both you and I have shared a lifelong passion for business and entrepreneurship, and uh, that's what brought us together early on. Um, In my career, um, you were a little bit more experienced, I'll say, Uh, running a, a, a very successful business at the time, I actually did a little stint in your marketing office and learned a ton. And then that brought us you know, a decade later to this point where we're having a ton of fun helping Amazon sellers maximize their profitability with post-purchase marketing.
0: That's great, buddy. Thank you for calling me old in a nice way. So now you know who we are. Let's talk a little bit about history. So I cut my teeth starting my first business in high school actually selling roses on the street, Seth, not only in our little small town in central Indiana, but also at other points all around the Midwest and experienced lots of different style of business, sold different products through different platforms. But when I learned the true importance of what we call direct response marketing, finally, I was able to broadcast my message through specific advertising to the masses. And that's when I really blew up. And actually, when you were just fresh out of college, Seth, that's when you joined me with a brief tenor in my marketing company in Indianapolis as an intern and kind of got your feet wet a little bit when it comes to direct response. Now, when I say direct response, if you're not familiar with the term, this is marketing or advertising that ask for a quote unquote direct response from the consumer. So what we were doing back in the old days, if you want to call it that Seth, we were offering our own imported products, branded products, directly to the end user using television ads, newspaper ads, direct mail, email, and the like. And When you're paying for space ads in the direct response industry, regardless of the platform, being newspaper, print, magazines, TV, radio, doesn't matter, every single ad is tracked down to what the actual response is from that ad. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because when Seth and I jumped into the Amazon business, it was was the direct response exposure that I had had and Seth had had previous, before we started our Amazon business that we found out later had a very, very positive effect and outcome on our Amazon business. Seth?
1: Yeah, Sean. So what um, kind of blew me away was when we stepped into the Amazon world together, it was like everything that you had done and we had done before translated. Like, the, um, the building of a brand, you just did that outside of any platform because Amazon didn't exist when you got started. Um, we, so we were able to take all of those skills and plug them directly into Amazon. So that gave us a huge leg up because most Amazon business builders and sellers today, they don't come into this business with any previous background. So like when Sean sat down to write a listing or think about creating an insert for a product, He's leaning on 20 years of writing advertisements that have to perform. Otherwise, he's going to go broke. So th- I started with a huge advantage because of your path, Sean.
0: Exactly. And when we talk about everything that happens after the sale, this is called relationship marketing. This is called building a real business. I know that Amazon doesn't specifically share the customer data with you as a seller or with us, so we're going to go over different scenarios that we've used in the past to harvest this customer data and create what we call a relationship business and not a transactional business. What's the difference? A transactional business is a business where you wake up every morning without a customer, almost unemployed waiting on the whims of the Amazon so-called gods to send you traffic to your listing. This is waiting for a transaction. It's just one sale after another sale after another sale, praying that the traffic will never slow down. When, When Seth and I started the Amazon business, we had no idea that our colleagues were not using direct response tactics to create a real relationship with each Individual customer that would allow you to tap into in the future to generate more sales, more reviews, ongoing ranking, and better profitability. That's what we mean when we talk about it's everything that happens after the initial sale. All right, more on the back end later. But when we first started out on Amazon, we blindly approached our Amazon business with our direct response mentality and were able to generate up to $1 million per month in sales within our very first 18 months in business. Phenomenal, right, Seth?
1: Yeah, Sean. So looking back on those sales and the growth that we had, and then uh, comparing notes with other sellers later, um, it became kind of apparent that what we were doing after the initial transaction. So like a customer comes to our listing and purchases, well, we viewed that as just the beginning. And we took that relationship very seriously because in the direct response world where we came from, you have to take that very seriously. Because a lot of the times when you're paying for a television ad, you're not going to make money on that first transaction. You have to sell that same customer more. So we took that relationship very, very seriously. And when we're looking back on that, you know, 18 months down the road when we're at a million dollars a month and some of the people we started with are still struggling. It became like obvious, right, Sean? It was obvious that we're the only ones out of our little group that continually marketed to those same customers. And that gave us a huge advantage because if you think about Amazon as a platform, what what do they want to see? Well, they want to see customers coming back through the same listings, buying more. And that's what we were were, um, forcing the issue. We were causing our customers to want to come back and engage with us. Whereas everyone else, As soon as they made the sale on Amazon, they said, oh, that was a great day. But then they just let it go. Sean?
0: Yes. And for that reason, Seth, we were able to quickly grow our business much more quickly than our competitors. We were able to dominate entire market segments on Amazon in the very beginning because we were taking what we had learned in our direct response experience, uh, more so my, my own, and transplanting that into our Amazon business, the results were remarkable. In fact, that's why I want to talk about the 40% factor. You know, we were chugging along, making money, selling on Amazon. We were joining groups. We were going to live events to learn things. And it became apparent to us that what we were doing was not typical in our market. That's why It was important that Seth and I start this podcast so that we can share both our personal experience in what we call post-purchase marketing, some real-life discoveries, both historical and very recent, and then share those discoveries with you here, assuming you have an Amazon business or you want to have an Amazon business. It's how you approach that that can make a huge difference in your profitability. Seth and I quickly discovered, like I said, that what we were doing was not typical because when we would go to exit, that is sell one of our Amazon brands to an investor, we were getting higher multiples on our returns than our peers were. And we found out that one of the most important factors for us when it comes to wrapping up our Amazon business or a brand that we created and grew on Amazon that one of the most important metrics that our buyers were looking at was our customer list. Our customer list. We were an anomaly in our industry. We have a customer list, unlike most sellers. And not only do we have a list, we have a list that generates ongoing revenue systematically through our sales process. And that's when we discovered the 40% factor, Seth.
1: Yeah, we quickly discovered that just over 40% of our revenue was coming from our post purchase marketing. And that blew my mind. When we were looking back at where did all of these sales come from? Why are we doing so much better than our peers and our competitors? Well, once we really started studying the data, we found out that a huge percentage, in this case, on average, about 40% of our revenue is coming from everything that we were doing after the initial sale. So what that means is we were taking a sale on Amazon and then we were engaging that same customer to come back and buy from us again, whether that be the same product or that be a different product in our brand line. And we're gonna talk about how all of that stuff makes a huge difference with organic ranking. And here's the thing that really struck me as the, uh, the person in our organization that was responsible for making sure that we were profitable um, in every regard. 40% of our sales came from these post-purchase activities. But more than that came from, or more than that in our profitability came from these, these activities. Because if you think about it, a typical Amazon seller is paying to play. They're paying for PPC to make a sale or they're paying for rebates to get ranked, so then they can take sales. But once you have your customer's email address or you have your customer's phone number so you can communicate with them on an ongoing basis, basically for free, there's no acquisition cost. So you know when you're looking at your, your advertising reports and you're like, man, this A cost for this product is so high. I'm paying way too much in PPC um, for this to be profitable. Well, once you have your customer's email address and you send them a marketing message, there's no incremental cost. So you are at the maximal profitability. And so that's why 40% of our revenue comes from these activities, but more than 40% of our profit comes from post-purchase marketing. That's what really gets me fired up, Sean,
0: yeah, you know, you just reminded me of a very odd, funny and peculiar story from our early beginnings in Amazon. If you'll remember Seth, that one of my very close friends that was still in the direct response game gave us the idea of one of our biggest winning products in our first year in business, which happens to be a pillow. Um Seth, you were <laughs> you were in charge of purchasing inventory for that particular product line. And I remember specifically having a conversation with you about what I knew to be true, that the average person has more than one pillow in his or her household, and that there was a very high likelihood that our customers would purchase more than one pillow. In fact, we were able to create a pillow per month club because as crazy as it seems, there are some folks out there who will actually replace the pillow on their bed every 30 days by habit which I guess is similar to replacing the toothbrush or something like that. But do you remember, Seth, when I had to practically force you to order containers and containers of inventory because we were pushing our customers, our Amazon customers, we were pushing our customers to buy our Groupon, (laughs) our Groupon offer and our living social offers, which those platforms I'm sure are still around. That's not the significance here. The significance is, That the fundamentals of pushing your customers from Amazon onto another platform, regardless of where it may be, was instrumental for us in growing our business beyond our wildest dreams. And Seth, do you remember the conversation when you were pushing back, I mean, quite hard pushing back on purchasing more inventory? And in hindsight, what would have happened to our business had you not stocked up for our post-purchase marketing?
1: Yeah, Sean, I do remember that. And I remember processing 20,000 orders over a few days because of the success of that. But it's, it was foreign to me that we could take our customer list and turn it into, um, more sales in the future. But you had already been there and been down that road and you knew what was coming. And I hadn't seen the light yet. That's kind of why we're on the podcast today to share, to share the news that, um, it doesn't have to be a transactional business just because it's on the Amazon platform. You don't have to treat it as if you're just making sales today and you don't have a real business. Sean, what did you take from you know the heater business and the and the um, other businesses that you built in the past where you actually controlled your customer list because because of out of necessity you had to to make your advertising profitable and then you plug that into our pillow um, offer and it becomes. You know, massively successful, but it wouldn't, we wouldn't have uh, been able to do that stuff without a customer.
0: Of course. We're going to talk about the back end coming up, but the purpose of this podcast and this pilot episode is to give you some perspective of what to expect. Seth and I are going to show you some very specific ways that you can utilize what we've learned in our post purchase marketing to create more powerful brands, more profitable products more valuable assets and customer lists, how to sell more and lower your cost, how to get repeat business, how to force more better Amazon rankings and more Amazon reviews by tapping into that customer list. We're going to give you many, many, many specific ideas of what you can use. But for me, Seth, post-purchase marketing, it means exactly what I said. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a real difference. In the past, we depended on what we call the back end. The back end was everything that we could get the customer to commit to and purchase as an upsell, downsell, cross sell after their initial call. I'm going to give you specific examples on future episodes to where we've taken a $39 upfront offer, and turn that into an average order value of $680. Just think about that. A customer comes into our funnel with a $39 commitment. Pretty low hurdle, right? But as they leave our funnel and our shopping experience, they end up gladly spending over $680 to pick up more value that they didn't know they needed until they entered that relationship. This is the essence of post-purchase marketing, something that is, unfortunately, overlooked by the majority of sellers in our space, and we're here to change that with the Post-Purchase Pro podcast. Now, here's what to expect. In future episodes, we're going to keep it 15 to 20 minutes, hopefully, and we're going to discuss real-case scenarios of where we've used post-purchase marketing, I should say, to further the profitability and relationship with our customers. We're going to give you real examples. We're going to give you our insight from personal experience, and then we'll give you some tools and strategies that you can use and deploy into your business so hopefully you too can experience that crazy growth and speedy profitability and ranking on Amazon based on what you learned here on the Post-Purchase Pro podcast. Seth?
1: Yeah, Sean. So... Let me just run through a few things that um, you guys can all expect on future episodes. So we're gonna be talking about everything from how to create a really high converting insert that goes in your product packaging that actually gets customers to opt in. We're gonna be talking about email appends and how to get the most customer data out of Amazon. Um, You know, they restrict a lot of that data, but there are ways that you can run special reports and get more data out of Amazon. We're gonna be talking about the best way to engage a customer once they do opt in, we're going to be talking about the, the ways that you can influence your organic ranking on Amazon. So you show up higher in the search results, so you get more sales. We're basically at the end of the day, we're going to show you everything that we do to maintain a relationship with a customer outside of Amazon and make that relationship as profitable as possible by sending them back to your listing to increase your conversions, increase frequently bought together relationships, and increase your review rate. So um, all of that fun stuff is coming up. Um, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty details of, of exactly the strategy behind it, the how-to, and share it all with you here. So make sure you stick around with us, subscribe to this podcast, and be with us every single week as we're sharing things that no one else in this industry is even talking about. It's commonplace if you were selling on TV, or if you were selling through newspapers or or magazines, but it's just not commonplace in the Amazon uh, seller world. So you can gain a huge advantage by thinking about this business a little bit differently and thinking about it um, in a way that builds a real relationship, builds a real brand, and builds something truly valuable. Sean?
0: Truer words were never spoken, my friend. (laughs) Seth and I actually help other Amazon sellers through our post-purchase marketing program to do exactly what we're doing. Yes, we still have a dog in the fight. Yes, we still sell on Amazon. Yes, we discover breakthroughs in our post-purchase marketing almost every week. And that's what we share here with you in the Post-Purchase Pro podcast. And in future episodes, prepare to be blown away. As Seth said, make sure you subscribe. And watch your inbox for new episodes coming out. But listen, the gift that we're going to be giving you with real life experience, tactics, and strategies that you can use in your business, we want you to hold on to. It's a free gift, but we want you to hold this gift with open hands. Why do I say that? Because we want you to spread the love around. Help your fellow sellers, your colleagues, help those who need a leg up in this business. Help spread the word of our podcast and make sure you leave reviews because that's how we organically grow this show. Without your subscription and your reviews, then we can't be here and we can't share our real life strategies to help you grow your business. Seth, anything to say before we sign off and prepare for episode two? Wow, Sean, this has been tons of fun. I
1: knew that it would be. We've been so excited to bring this stuff to you guys. Sean, why don't you
0: take us out Okay, thank you, Seth, for that. Now, on behalf of Seth Stevens, my co-host, my name is Sean Hart, and this has been the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, episode one.